Having football down to a science starts with having sleep down to a science. Because the better you sleep, the better you show up on game day. That's why NFL players rely on the Sleep Number 360 smart bed. It senses their movement and automatically adjusts to keep them effortlessly comfortable. And it tracks vital sleep metrics like average heart rate and average breath rate, so they know exactly how well they slept. It tackles the science. All they have to do is sleep. Don't miss our Labor Day weekend special. Save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed, plus free premium delivery when you add a base. Ends Labor Day. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. How's it going, everybody? Ryan here. Unfortunately, we had some catastrophic failure with uh, some of the uh, podcast audio. In fact, all of the podcast audio, everything that went out over the live stream was okay. Uh, but what was recorded in the application was not. So um, I have had to strip the audio from the live stream of this uh, week's episode and try and turn it into the podcast that you are about to listen to. So, uh, please bear with us. Uh, hopefully it's not too terrible. Uh, and I, well, hopefully it's not going to happen next week, too. Um, we'll see what's, what's going on. I don't know. Anyway, that's enough apologies from me. Um, enjoy this, the 60th episode of the Topless Robot Podcast. Toplessrobot.com presents... Dude, Luke, the printer's still uh. busted, man. What the fuck? How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 60 of the Topless Robot Podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm Brooks. I'm Tyler. I'm Dan. And uh, with us this week is Nathan Blackwell from the most excellent 80s movie podcast. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Man, that's a powerful last name. Yes. It is. Yeah. It is. yeah. Very powerful. Yeah, like, like, are you like a wizard? Or... It, doesn't... <laughs> it does sound like that. Like... The dark wizard, Nathan Blackwell! <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to get a quest from you right now. <laughs> oh, he's in Ladyhawk. <laughs> Oh, there's an 80s movie. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you guys done Lady Hawk yet? No, no, we haven't. So, um, uh, Nathan is a co host of uh, the most uh, excellent 80s podcast, 80s movie podcast. It's a mouthful. Uh, the most excellent 80s movie podcast. And uh, um, he did it. He did it, guys. Congratulations. Thanks. Well, thank, you. thank you. The most excellent. The most excellent. So, is that. Excellentest. With a name like that, does that mean that the podcast is the most excellent or the movies are most excellent? Yes. Well, it's all kind of a riff off of um, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Sure. Well, I've never heard of so, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Shut> um, <laughs> uh, William and Tidrick? <laughs> William and Theodore. <laughs> I actually used to pass that gas station all the time, so... Oh yeah, that's on uh, what Southern and Kyrene? The I've never been. I think it's on... Uh, yeah. I think it's on... Uh, I think it's off of Hardy, I think, maybe. Yeah, it's it's in there. But yeah, any time I have an opportunity to kind of swing by there, I do. That's uh, how excited slash ten- hesitant are you on on three? Oh, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I, I, it, for me, it's low stakes. Like, it's not like, you know, we were talking before before we started live streaming about like about a big trouble in Little China 
remake yeah, yeah. like I, that mm. would be high tension for me but like yeah there's more at stake yeah it, it, spiritually ethically you know but like for for a big for like a, a bill and ted's like for me it's pretty low stakes like you know i enjoyed the second one but it's mm -hmm. just like it's kind of like a victory lap to me like if it if it was terrible that's that's fine i never have to watch it again sure it, it doesn't tread on my soul personally it could have been a ghostbusters too right yeah so Vigo um, the Carpathian is a wonderful character. Okay? <laughs> I, as someone who was following like the the rumors of Bill and Ted Three happening for years, I the moment I'd heard it, I thought it just wasn't going to happen. Oh, yeah, it's, it's such like, an outlandish idea. Yeah, and well, it's, it's been going it like it's they, been it for the, years. Yeah, I mean, it was years and years where they were talking about yeah. it, and not happening. only were they talking about it, there were like stop and goes too, where it was like, yeah, yeah it's happening, and then it wasn't. happening. And then like suddenly then there's a set again. photo. The Duke yeah. Nukem for of of classic 80s movies. Yeah, right. Don't give it that curse, dude. Yeah. <laughs> this could at least Don't you it put this evil on it. It still has the potential to be good. <laughs> it, it could be good. Um I'm hoping that it's going to be good. It's got I, Keanu Reeves in it. I, yeah. I, my, Keanu Reeves. I, I'm okay with yeah. with Keanu's decisions including dating what's her face I was gonna say, looks like. Uh -huh. So since we're on the topic, mm -hmm. oh, the media has been going bonkers over Keanu Reeves dating, not only dating, but dating someone age appropriate, um, who is still nine years his junior. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's weird to report on. Mm -hmm. I think the, the newsworthy element of it is it's the first girlfriend that he's, you know, been public with, uh, in over a decade, yeah, yeah. Uh, because his previous girlfriend uh, that he went public with died, uh, I think, shortly after they broke up or something like that. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know the whole story there because I don't pay attention to celebrity rumors. And and, and he's also just like not that. a bombastic person who advertises everything he's right. doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I, I like, I liked uh, all the popularity that Keanu Reeves has been garnering the last mm. couple of years for his work. But as far as like he's this dating thing goes, dude. it's like. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't care. Good job. He's dating someone. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad that he's happy, considering like how much sad Keanu uh, memes we right. got. Yeah. You know, now we over, got happy Keanu me re yeah. memes. Reams. Reams. Whoa. <laughs> He's up there. One of the best of which is your breathtaking. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Why you I, I, I wish we could turn your Yelp of excitement when he showed up during. Yeah, dude. And I want that to be like a, a auditory meme. A very rare oh moment. Oh my God. It's a very rare moment of me actually being happy. Documented. <laughs> it was, it was such a, a beautiful moment. Dark such a beautiful moment. Um, yeah, but it's, yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like it's a combination of the Us Weekly magazine butt, yeah. garbage and also internet people being really kind of assholes. Like, that kind of, like, ownership that people on the internet take over celebrity people, uh, celebrities and just, like, I... Like seeing them not be available anymore, and sure. a lot of people mm -hmm. being like, oh, "She's so old and not attractive looking." I could be your. It, it's because they're doing nothing, and they're jealous of the people yes. that are doing something. Yeah. Also, yeah. she's a babe, and Keanu thinks so. So correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, like Keanu is like ageless. Yeah. And it also comes with the realization: it's like, oh, he's like fifty-five. Is yeah. he? Yeah. Is that a senior citizen? Technically, <laughs> yeah. well, wow, you could yeah. get 
He could get two dollars off at hometown buffet. <laughs> yeah, he could. Really? It, I thought it was. I thought you'd have to be in your sixties. Yeah, for that. No, ah, fifty-five or over. Yeah, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah, he, uh-huh. he could shop at Tuesday morning and, and get a discount. You know. <laughs> that early bird special's calling you, Keanu. <laughs> and uh, Paul Rudd is up there too. Paul mm-hmm. Rudd's in his fifties. Yeah, and, and also does not the age. same since Clueless. They're the same. They're part of the same like occult pack. Yeah, right. That doesn't age. They're part of the same vampire. Charlie Brown. Dorian Gray, so ah, yes, you know. yeah, they uh, just have a, a painting squirreled away somewhere in their mansions. They're never allowed to look at it. Somewhere there's a gallery that's hidden deep underground, <laughs> and someone's like big super mansion. It's just a whole bunch of pictures of their celebrities. <laughs> so he, he got Aging some Paul Rudd appropriately. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, with the uh, most excellent 80s movie podcast, uh, how long have you guys uh, been at it? Um, just a little over a year and a half. So we're coming up on our second anniversary. Um, yeah, and we, I, we just started, you know, honestly, Chrissy does most of the work. I just show up and be quote unquote charming. <laughs> you know, she, she, the, the whole angle is that we were watching these movies that we, it, it's not just an era that we, we love, but it's like literally the, the era that we grew up and discovered movies. Mm-hmm. So if there's like a subtext for the most excellent eighties movie podcast is the movies, you know, that formed me as a person and do they hold up now that I'm an adult? Sure. You know, so Fair we'll enough. rewatch stuff and it's like, uh, wow, this is super rapey, you know, <laughs> or, or just like, does this hold up? You know, this like formed my, cause she, she is a comedian. She, she runs the national comedy theater. Um, and then I'm a, I'm a filmmaker. And so like the things, you know, it's like three amigos was formative to me yeah. as like a comedy director, you know, and, and like this, and the, the same way with like her, like comedy sensibilities, like what would like Raiders of the Lost Ark was the movie that kind of programmed me of what is a movie. Sure. You know, like, and then also like it sucked me in, in terms of like what a director does, Yeah, you know, it's like, like it, 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 I saw Raiders Lost Ark and then we didn't have a VHS player, but I, for some reason it was on TV and I recorded like just the audio of like the, the bar gun battle. And so I would just listen to that over and over again. And that kind of programmed me of like, what is sound design? Huh. You know, and just like little weird things like that, like having the record mm. of the soundtrack and then having like the coloring books and having all this like extra material, but not the movie. Sure. You know, and just like the elements of filmmaking just kind of like all around it. Like I only had the DVD extras. That was effectively it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I got this DVD at Goodwill, but it only has the second disc. Who's going to watch it in full screen? <laughs> Man, Raiders of the Lost Ark, that, that's, that's a good one to have as your formative one. Yeah, uh, right. My first um, crazy backstory that I'm not going to tell right now, but um, I was gifted a revolver from, from <laughs> one of my employers. This is going a very strange with direction. With a huh? single bullet. <laughs> this sounds yeah, like the beginning alive. of a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I was gifted, gifted a, a, a firearm, a revolver, uh, from one of my employers, and he was just like, we were, we were at a shop, and he's just like, okay, what, what do you want? And I made a beeline for it because they had the same model revolver that Indy's got uh, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, oh yeah. Smith & Wesson uh, 1917 45 ACP revolver. And I brandished that thing 
so many times trying to quick draw it in my apartment. Throwing it across the room on accident. Trying to get that right, you know, like nonchalantness of I have the runs and I, let's just fucking do this thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we didn't get you one of those. Full, yeah, full character and you got the runs. Yep. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't get one of those he stories went full of like the, uh, yeah, exactly. the dude drawing his pistol from retention and shooting himself in the leg. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that, yeah. Well, and this would have been, how long ago was this? Uh, 10 years ago. Last week. Okay. Ten years ago, ten years so ago. before we really got like Florida man stories on the yeah, internet. and and like I was you know, my my family another crazy backstory. Um, my family uh, on my dad's side, uh, a lot of the men in in our family were gunsmiths. And oh, interesting. And so I was always like raised around firearm safety and you know that kind of thing. And I was in the process of being certified as like a range master and stuff like that. Okay. So when it comes so you, to me handling firearms, it's probably a little safer than if Tyler handled an NES zapper. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> You'll burn your eye out kid. <laughs> so, so how often do you guys, uh, do you guys, uh, do the podcast? Um, we're relatively lazy. We only do two, <laughs> two a month. Okay. So we do, we do every two, every, um, yeah, every two weeks. Did you guys talk about UHF last month? No, but that's definitely on the short list. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's like we get, uh, we get a lot of people's like, you know, why haven't you done this movie? It's like, come on, we haven't <laughs> even done like a hundred episodes. A lot of movies. Yeah, there's a lot of, episodes. a lot of eighties. And then some, you, it's like <laughs> some that are just so classic that you just can't rush to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it took us a year to get to Raiders, Raiders Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. And like a, another big one for me is Big Trouble in Little China. And so yeah. we're going to do that for like the second anniversary. You have a second anniversary coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's right. like we haven't done a Star Wars movie yet. But yeah, you can't like go to, you've got to kind of pace yourself. But also keep the audience wanting more. Wait, you, you exactly. haven't done a yeah. Star Wars movie? <laughs> we did. Why do, not? We did do uh, Rathacon though. We just recently yeah. did Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, uh, Neko is, has, is releasing a bunch of Star Trek 2 oh, cool. figures. And I want to get the Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> you know, like the, it's like it's basically the action figure looks like this. And it's, just like, it's my favorite. It's his, it's his real chest. Yeah, real chest. I thought it was fake for a little bit. When oh I was yeah, a no, all children thought it was fake. It's like that can't that cannot be real. Impossible. But no, he's he, he was a virile dude. <laughs> he was ripped, and he would sell the fuck out of some Corinthian leather. Mm-hmm. So, um, of the movies that uh, you've covered so far. What has been the most, uh, upon revisiting, surprising kind of like, oh shit, this may have, this was, this did not age well. Right. Um, the, I, I guess the one that I disliked the most was Young Guns. Like, I, I really yeah. liked Young Guns when I was young, but then now I realize that all the characters are idiots. Like every, (laughs) every bad thing that happens to them is their own fault. It's like sometimes makes a movie more interesting. Yeah. It's like burn after reading. It's like literally fucking love that movie. You know, the comment I kept using was like the, the cast of entourage had better decision making skills. If you drop them into the old West than these characters, (laughs) but I guess the most controversial one in terms of was was top gun. Yeah, I don't like Top Gun. Yeah, Top Gun. Like Chrissy grew up playing with the boys, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Chrissy grew up on Top Gun, 
And she had some major problems with it. Like, it's just like, he just, Maverick is just literally the, he is the villain of the movie. It's great, <laughs> you know? right? Yeah. It's, and then like Val Kilmer, who's like the antagonist, if you rewatch it, I was just saying, you know, it's like, if you rewatch it, watch it like Val Kilmer is the main character. Because every time he kind of gets in Tom Cruise's face, he's, he's saying like, you're unsafe. You're really yeah, unsafe. It's you not are like, putting people's lives at risk. Yeah, it's like literally, you're unsafe. You're putting people's. It's like it's like he comes in and he talks to the boss. I have a concern about his safety. And it's just like he's never being like a, a super seen dick his about it. Yeah. Shut up. It's like an allegory for Tom Cruise in real life. You know, when we were young and impressionable, we thought Tom Cruise was a great dude. But now that we're old and wiser, yeah. it, there are obviously some issues there. Yeah, now that we are adults with responsibility, like all the things he does are terrible. And he's constantly rewarded by them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that like the '80s were definitely a time where we were uh, kind of putting the bad boy on the pedestal. Yeah, the you know, Maverick. we were celebrating yeah. the bad boy, the guy who would smash the rules and like just put caution to the wind. Uh -huh. and, you know, yeah, he's a bad boy. But he's a security <laughs> cop. He doesn't yeah, play by the like, rules. It sounds like what? you're reading a progress report uh -huh. like a child. Maybe, <laughs> maybe your he's son a bad is a boy, bad boy maybe playing he's kind with of a bad dick boy. who's yeah. putting people's lives at it, risk. It could also be like our age, too, as we go from like kids to, to adults. It's like <laughs> there would be a lot of paperwork with that. <laughs> yeah, I think you know? about that all the time. And it sucks because I used to really like Top Gun. I still watch it sometimes just uh -huh. because... The soundtrack is Soundtrack's cool, yeah. and it's I love, so well I love playing Afterburner. It's so well made. Yeah, <laughs> I love yeah. playing Afterburner. It is, it is a beautiful film, uh, and I mean, my personal favorite character has always been Goose. Uh, I, like, no joke, have early memories of, you know, being like six or seven years old crying when Goose died. <laughs> Just um, blame it on the Goose. Yeah. Like, I watched it over and over and over again and every single time I cried when Goose died. Yeah, I, I saw it in IMAX. Like, they were showing it uh, at IMAX and so getting to see Goose, Goose's head hit that canopy. And, and also, also a 40-foot, like, volleyball scene. Uh, <laughs> Where it's just like, wow, I can see everything. <laughs> wow. And I, I like They that, really are I playing like with the boys. I, I like that Goose being the only dad was appropriately the only dad on set. The only know? dad bod. Yeah. yeah, he had a dad bod. He was, you know, the only one who was. Yeah. And like, you know, he was trying to keep it casual. Meanwhile, <laughs> you know, Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise were trying as hard as they could to not fuck each other. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, like, it was. Yeah, the testosterone was look, palpable. It was a very warm theater. As much as Iceman may complain, <laughs> even Iceman loves a Maverick. Yes, he does. Right. I mean, sounds like Dan a and I love from Mavericks. The That's why we play Mega Man it's, X. It's the Brokeback Mountain cut of Top Gun. Yeah. Uh, Top Gun. <laughs> even Iceman loves a Maverick. Touch Gun. <laughs> um. So uh, I know. For Halloween, you guys did uh, Friday the 13th. Yeah. Um, and you recently did Wrath of Khan. Um, what, uh, can you give us a, a peek into what, uh, what, kind of, what movies you're covering in the, what, what are future? some future yeah, episodes? What's, what's um, well, we definitely, um, on the short list right now are, is Aliens. 
because uh, Alien is, I think, 79. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, Twins, Damn. which I was surprised <laughs> is in the 80s. I could just squeak by. Twins? twins? Yeah. yeah, Twins. Was it 89? Yeah. yeah it, it, was like, okay. it must have been like late 89 or something like that, because it feels so 90s to me. Yeah. It, like, like The Wizard. I was surprised that The Wizard is, is 80s. Is it serious? Yeah, it's yeah. 89. Yeah. No 89. shit. Because that, yeah, that, 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 that was when, yeah, that was when, because they showed so the first it looks so gameplay 90s. of Super Mario yeah. Brothers 3 in California. that game. Or in that movie. <laughs> yeah. California. California. Um, I got the Ninja Scroll in the Turtle Bus. <laughs> and the Power Glove. Bow Bridges. <laughs> <Yeah>. Bow Bridges <laughs> just fucking... <laughs> Look, I am cool. What's up? Uh-huh. What's up, Gamers uh, TM? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and Jenny Lewis was in it. Yeah, I, I love how like old the old old guys play. Yeah, stuff right. like that. Yeah. When, in real, reality, it's just like no up. idea yeah. what he's doing. Okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> um, Topical. It's yeah. It's, when I think back to uh, those old movies. There seems to be a clear, at least in my head, and maybe I'm just imagining it, but there seems to be a clear visual difference between uh, films that were produced in the 80s and films that were produced in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and similarly, films that were produced in the 70s feel yeah. like they were made in the fucking 70s. Yeah, all absolutely. Through 79, and the- you know, and then all of a sudden 80s hit and there's a hard cut to just some <laughs> different fucking look. Yeah, it's always really interesting when you're when you're limited to a specific decade that there's movies like an 80, 81 that just feel so 70s. Yeah. And there's so many, you know, you, you, you don't realize that there's so many stylistic uh, in terms of like cinematography and, and art direction and just storytelling style that, you know, when you're in it, it's like, no, this is a great movie. This is my idea for a movie, but you're still rooted in what is popular now and what is, what is acceptable for what is looking cool and all the yeah. other things that everything, everyone is influenced by what is now. And so as a filmmaker, you're like competing with what is hip now. You know, sure. Um, or, or, you know, what is like a big, a, a nice look now? Um, and so it's like there's always this bleed over to where it's like because it's the stuff, the stuff we covered in in the 80s, like 80 and 81 just felt so 70s. Kind of mm-hmm. like, kinda like uh, Creep Show is the most 70s horror 80s movie ever. Because <laughs> <laughs> of that fucking disco scene with. Uh, oh, yeah. Space. I uh, suppose. I, I've always argued yeah. that the f- first three years of every decade is still technically the previous decade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it, 80 to 83 is still the 70s. 90 to 93 well, still the 80s. T2 does look like a 90s movie yeah. t2 does look like a 90s movie and similarly alien looks like an 80s movie yeah. you know like there there are certain ones that you can look at that are coming at the end of of you know their decade or whatever that seem to set the stage for what's mm-hmm. what's coming yeah. up yeah and it's usually the the, oh, no, the sonic the, the hedgehog is right. <laughs> next year Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. usually the the movies that have like the highest level of equipment that are the most modern. Sure, and then like the, the independent films that are having to use old cameras and old stocks and, and and just can't like afford the cutting edge stuff that looks like five years back. Yeah, you look at stuff like uh, and it, sometimes that works out extremely well artistically, especially in the horror genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> You know, like the the lower fidelity didn't detract from the incredible shots, the like great cinematography, the and Toby Hooper's a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. Like that 
felt, you know, appropriate for that film. Right. Yeah, there's a gritty and grain, grain yeah. to it. I've never actually seen all of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. which Really? Is surpri- yeah, surprisingly, yeah. It is a classic. Yeah, I, uh, that's I've what I've been told. It. It's one and of those things that, like, um, there was a great portion of the last couple of years that I spent time catching up with, on horror with Danny. And um, it was just one right after the other after the other. And we, we got to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I think we were kind of burned out. And so we we're like, one of those ones we'll watch some afternoon. We're hanging out and we I haven't gotten to it, but I need to at some point. Uh, it is a, a classic and based on a true story. Based <laughs> on a true story. As in, they took a few ideas from Ed Gein and made it a thing. It made it into something that was absolutely not whatsoever. I, but it was technically <laughs> based I feel like actually it's based on the same true story. The planet. (laughs) It's based on the same true story as Silence of the Lambs. Ah, I I I feel like that's that's what other people think my life is. It's based on a true story. (laughs) Brooks Wilson. (laughs) Yeah, both uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Mm. Silence of the Lambs latched on one little thing in Ed Gein. And then Wait, just rings. blew it into something else, yeah. which was enough for them to put based on true story at the beginning of a movie. Uh, I prefer three on a meat hook myself. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I wonder what the where what's the minimal amount of a of a story that you can include <laughs> to be able to be well, technically allowed to it. It. Masters of the Universe. Yeah, <laughs> it's based on a true story. <laughs> the universe exists. Right. It's yeah. based on a true based story. On a true story. <laughs> Boy, there was somebody in this name John, just like <laughs> in the real version. I, I, okay, all right. I think one of my favorite based on a true story that's totally false, uh, Bloodsport. I don't, I've never oh, seen Bloodsport. It's one I've actually uh, seen. Kumite. Yeah. yeah up like, is down, down is up, left is right. What is happening? Yeah, because like, uh, like apparently the guy they based this story off of just made up a bunch of shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, shit, what is his name? Based, uh, based on a lie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> based on some stories that this asshole wrote down. And I'm willing to wager that because <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme played an American in Bloodsport <laughs> is why he played Guile, Guile. in the uh, yeah. movie. Well, he's clearly American. He clearly yeah, bison, obviously. But we could all hey, look at his home. resume. He wrote a story, <laughs> right. a short story called True Story. And yeah. <laughs> Bloodsport, based on a true story. Based on the hit selling yeah. True Story. <laughs> based on true, but the true is spelled wrong. It's T-R-O-O. <laughs> true TM story. But asterisk. Yeah. So uh, in addition to the podcast, you are a filmmaker as well. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the things that you have uh, yeah, you make the pornos <laughs> or what, man? Like, yeah, that could mean a lot out here. I mean, right, Scottsdale yeah. so, is supposedly the porn capital of the country. Right. What? Uh, I actually did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, man, we're doing uh, the wrong I, thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I um, so I do I do short films and web series, um, but I also do in terms of my day job, I do like freelance um, corporate and commercial video. Oh, right so, on. Sweet. Um, what are some of the web series that you've done? Um, so the big one is I did a, a sci-fi comedy web series about the uh, worst starship crew in the galaxy called Voyage Trekkers. Um, and so, uh, we did two seasons of that. So about 20 episodes. That was right before on. discovery, um, right? Yeah. yeah, it, it was, yeah it was before the Orville. Um, yeah. So we did the, uh, voyage trekkers. The web series was about 2011 to about 2014. Mm. Um, and then in 2015, we actually did, um, 
10 um, uh, PSAs for the Department of Health uh, for Voyage Trekkers that were anti-smoking PSAs. Oh, no shit. And so, the, but the whole thing, it was like the, the you know, like the end of the G.I. Joe cartoons where sure, it's like, sure. <laughs> stop dicking around with power lines. Yeah. Like, it's, a guy would like glide in and like, so it was like that. So it was, le- we did 10 legitimate anti-smoking PSAs for the Arizona Department of Health That's awesome. with our sci-fi characters coming in and stopping kids from smoking and then like it's so so we we were able to like maintain the the irreverent comedy of the characters cuz they're idiots yeah but so it was always it was a balance between you can't denigrate the message because they're paying the bills, right? But you can denigrate the messengers, and so it, they would always show show up and and then fuck something up. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and they would embarrass themselves in front of kids. Him. <laughs> right. Or, or they, like, oh, sorry, shit. my vape was set from stun to kill. Yeah. <laughs> or like the, the, the kids would cartridges. like screw with them, you know? Yeah. Um, and Play so yeah. yeah, that was ridiculous. And then um, uh, about was it last year or was it more than a year? We did a. Um, a half hour um, television pilot. Oh, for, cool! For the web series, self produced. Oh, hell yeah! But yeah, so so basically on our on our um, YouTube page, uh, Voyage Trekkers, you can see the half hour episode. Nice. And and that one we because the the web series they're only like five minutes long each. We we wanted to create you know kind of like a big like what would it look like if it was like a half hour Netflix show or something mm-hmm. like that. So nice. Uh, so. Are you trying to shop that around or was that just um, something that you created to be like, what would it look like in this format? The, you know, yeah, it, it, it was kind of we did we did an Indiegogo um, to, to raise the money originally for a feature and we didn't raise enough. Mm. Uh, so we decided to do a half hour episode because we raised that's how much we raised. Um, but it just cuts yeah, off at one yeah. point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wrote a two hour film. You just get the first half hour. That's all you paid for. Right, exactly. Just pull it money back from the Holy Grail ending, dude. Yeah. Yeah. We are out of um, money. <laughs> The truth is, is that, um, you know, that that would have been if something would have happened or if it would have opened up opportunities, that would have been bonus. We really kind of wanted just to end more or less on a high note. Sure. You know, the thing. Uh, the truth is, is that actually getting like something picked up as a show, you have to be in that community already. They're not going to yeah. hand. They don't know me and I have never worked in television, so they're not going to give me a show. Sure. The people who get shows are people who've literally been in TV for 10 years. Yeah. You know, and they're ready to move on to that next I level. I guess you could say they have tenure. There we That's go. That's not even a joke. That's <gasps> just what that means. It literally is. <laughs> Back on course. Um, well, Two so, jokes. Oh. Yeah. And like, yeah. And, and, and so, um, we did take it through film festivals and that, that was definitely fun. Um, uh, and, and yeah, so, um, and at this point, you know, just doing other things, uh, I'm working on a feature film script that we want to try to shoot as like a micro budget next year. So. Nice. But yeah, it, yeah it, it's it's <laughs> I, I, I we had written a feature version. That's what we tried to do. The Indiegogo thing. But it's like you you um, sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we can pull this off. We did this in the web series. And before you know it, you've got it's like, oh, no, this would be like a two million dollar movie. There's no way we yeah. can do this to where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, that whole idea of like, oh, just just write what you want. No limits. And then we'll bring it down. Like, that's impossible. There's so no, many times that I've I've just written myself into dude, it. Just do what everyone else hold. has to do with their lives. Compromise all of your dreams. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> no, what so. you need to do. 
you gotta uh, work work learn some things from uh, the movie Primer. Yeah, uh, work, yeah, yeah. Work real lean. That was yeah. a seven thousand dollar budget. I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, fucking insane. Yeah. Well, and, I feel like you'd have more time if you just kind of commit to the time cube thing. Mm-hmm. The time cube. <sighs> time cube. So yeah, yeah. I, this time around, I wrote something that just that was specifically is accomplishable in kind of a micro budget level. So right on. Well, uh, the uh, topless robot crew is all available as uh, <laughs> douchebag extras. I'm gonna be on TV. Excellent. I'm gonna be a TV star. Uh, Dan is very good at uh, hating being alive. He's actually okay, a very good. good crash test dummy. Good. <laughs> uh, right. Brooks, cadaver. Brooks is Brooks. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for my close up, Mr. Deville. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Tyler is great at getting sprayed in the face. Okay. Uh, a, it's it's kind of our go to. Is it that, that I'm in the right? Scottsdale's number one number one porn city in the world. I'm in the right place, baby. The reason he's the best human punching bag is because he also cries when you hit him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when you I don't. wibble, I wobble, and I break down crying. <laughs> And so I am blue. Is, is he our Kenny? <laughs> Excellent. Is he just our Kenny then? Does he just is he going to eventually going to die every episode? <laughs> I mean, may as well. He is our Kenny. That's fair. At first, I thought you said, "Is he our Kelly?" <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> now that's just insulting. <laughs> so, um, I suppose we ought to uh, touch on uh, some news that has uh, occurred this week. Uh, I am dying to talk about Death Stranding. Okay. So let's avoid it completely and talk about in jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so Death Stranding came out on Friday. I, of course, bought it because I, like everyone else, was very curious as to what exactly this thing was going to be. Uh, it is... An oh. entertainment product. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interactive a, media. Uh, all the memes that were like, you know, when they had screenshots of Norman Reedus with like a stack of shit on his back and he's <laughs> running through the wilderness and they're like, Amazon Prime, the game. <laughs> they're right. Yeah. Yeah, that is what the game is. It, it You're going from point A to point B, uh, deli- making deliveries. Um, here's, to your, me, here's your and baby. And monster energy and, along oh the way. So what, okay, so what cracks me up the the product placements are terrible. I, I know. I love it. When you take a shit in this game, the shield around the the, uh-huh. the thing that you're sitting down on is an advertisement for Norman Reedus's AMC reality series. Oh what? my god. This oh. is going to look so good in like 6 months. <laughs> oh yeah. Just, just six months. Just when it's slightly out of date enough. When you're when you're sitting in in the private room uh, where you go to rest up and stuff like that, uh, you've got the option to like look at your action figures that are on the uh, head of the bed, and it has the most awkward transition ever when you do that because while you're deciding what to do when you're in this private room, Norman Reedus is just sitting expectantly at the edge of the bed, just kind of like hunched over, you know. Uh, cross fingers kind of thing and so there's some amount guy. of idle animation when you pan around the room and it, sometimes it'll be this awkward like point at the thing <laughs> that you're like kind of looking at and sometimes so like when the the toys are on the head of the bed behind him and you can look at them for no fucking reason and uh, 
when you do, the camera comes in real close on his face and he does like a Vanna reveal to the toys and then you can kind of pan <laughs> over the toys. Um, this is a strange direction for Kojima because all of his stories are, are really grounded in reality. Everyone who's surprised by what they're seeing in Death Stranding, remember, this is a Hideo Kojima product. <laughs> like, so I feel like the most normal game that he worked on was probably just because I think the first Metal Gear. Yeah. Like Metal Gear. Probably. <laughs> um, the table in your private room is very gratuitously stacked with Monster Energy drink cans. Uh, and your canteen in the game, it has it tells you automatically refills with Monster Energy drink in order for you to regain your uh, stamina. The way that it refills, it says that it refills through con- uh, contact with the rainfall, which is timefall in this game, which if you get this rain on you, you age and die. So I find it interesting that you chug it there uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> that you that monster it it can convert this liquid that will age you to death into monster energy drink in your canteen <laughs> through contact and monster is okay with this sponsorship. It sounds well, like a really wow. deep metaphor. Mo- monster yeah. monster energy drink helps you birth the, b- burn the candle at both ends. <laughs> monster wants all gamers to die. Right. I knew it. Conspiracy propagated by the deep state. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong, it is a gorgeous oh, game. It is an funny. absolutely gorgeous game. But what it amounts to in gameplay is balance simulator because if your pack is on like improperly balanced or if you're carrying uh, too much weight you actually have to shift your weight left or right is it like desert bus otherwise you'll fall over and damage the stuff that you're carrying it's like perpetually being in a grind on tony hawk Uh, yeah oh my god yeah but you can avoid that, though move slower by just whenever you walk around, hold down L2 and R2. That's it. You can you can avoid, you know, a lot of that um, because that's he haunches up, pulls onto his his backpack straps and, you know, really secures himself for the walk, brother. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets ready to take all of the grocery bags from the car to the house in one go. This is my first day in middle school and I gotta make it count. I am a, six or seven hours into this game. Mm. And uh, so has it started yet? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the words a Hideo Kojima production? Oh my god, they it's oh is wow. it everywhere? It is everywhere. Um, I love we we let we let Kojima get away with things that any other human being would lose their career for oh, doing. Absolutely. I don't know why. Every I time, still let him I still love everything he does, even though he's a fucking crazy person. <laughs> every time you're you're introduced to a new NPC. It says the name of the actor playing the character. So it says the character's name and then the name of the actor playing the character underneath the name. Why? When you're walking through the the world uh, and background music comes on, it has the name of the song and the artist who performed it on the screen constantly. There are small decisions like like that that I am not okay with. Like those those sorts of decisions. (laughs) Did you ever play Phantom Pain? No, he did that. Every single mission 
ran the full credits and said like a Hideo Kojima production. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Like it, it was, <clears throat> it was like you were watching an individual episode and he wanted you to know every single time that like, I did this, me, I did this. <laughs> also fuck Konami. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, the story <laughs> is intriguing enough that I want to keep going for no other reason than to, you know, find out what BTs are and drink uh, with understand <laughs> BBs and, and stuff like that. Cause so like the bridge baby, they find, you know, like the way that they're procured is from a still mother. So they're harvested from still mothers and then put into a womb like, you know, thing. And if you're walking through water, if you submerge over bridge baby, it gets stressed out and you actually have to like look down and detach it from your body and rock your controller in order to calm it down. <laughs> this game sounds like my nightmare. It is a weird one. Uh, <laughs> but when you're in BT encounters, um, it is legitimately terrifying when you're being engaged by the enemy. Um, the you know you you have to sneak through uh, these areas uh where they are and if one discovers you all of a sudden there's like these black liquid spikes that make their way towards you and if you end up getting hit by that you get caught into this pool of black where these bodies are coming out of it and pulling you down into that blackness so you have to struggle against that and if you fail Everything around you gets very black liquid. And I mean, like elements of the terrain start sinking and this big dolphin with like a Cthulhu face is hunting you down. And so like when you're at that point, it's legitimately <laughs> horrifying because you're slowed down because you're you're moving through this liquid black stuff. You get onto what seems like a stable rock higher place and then that just starts sinking and so you have to try and make your way to the edge of this big black vastness in order to actually disengage that encounter. Hmm. But no joke, it's it's intense and scary. You know, Kojima makes RSA has made a lot of money with these projects like for himself. I think he can afford a therapist. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it it sounds like it sounds like Mr. Kojima might have some unresolved issues that we need to discuss. <laughs> Um, <laughs> everything I've sound, heard about this game just makes me want to play less yeah. and less. The final bosses, could you add? Like every literally, I have not heard a single thing that makes me want to play this game. I would other probably, than just the curiosity factor. I would probably be just as content in watching only the story pertinent, cut, you know, elements of it in a let's play format. That's it. Huh. I, I will happily let someone else play that game for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, it's so obviously it's Kojima. He's going to make a lot of subversive, you know, uh, comments on culture. Subversive team. Uh, the way that you're rewarded for your deliveries is likes. What? Yeah. So like you get you get <laughs> likes from the dudes who you're delivering shit to. And uh, it's a multiplayer game ish. 
where when you drop like build something or drop something in the environment, you can put up signs that warn other players that they're they're going to encounter. So very, you know, like uh, Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can build things and those things will be attributed. Whoops. Well, that's fun. Hell yeah. Those things will be attributed to you as a player, and other players may encounter the things that you build that help you along the way. So, like, that'll be a recharging station for your vehicle, that'll be a bridge. Uh, A sign with a picture of Dick Butt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That'll be a post box. Uh, These things can be built by players and other players may encounter them. And those other players can like those things when they approach them. And then you get that that like as those likes are aren't a currency. They're experience points. Okay, we're going to pay you an experience. (laughs) You've heard that one a lot. (laughs) I don't have any money to give. All right. But yeah, it's interesting. (laughs) Also, this could be the start of Hideo Kojima being the video game Adam Sandler where he just makes things with his friends. I'm going on video uh game vacation! (laughs) Let me just get all of my famous friends together and we'll make a video game. Yeah, right. A a, a video game. (laughs) And a video game. It sounds like a game. Like, it's like one of the things, like, when I dabbled in just doing a little, like, making my own games and stuff, it's like, you always have these grand ideas, and you have to cut some of those ideas, because, okay, when you think of them, they're great, but then you talk about them with somebody, and they're like, no, that's kind of stupid. Kojima's the guy who doesn't doesn't cut those ideas out. (laughs) He refuses to compromise his artistic integrity. (laughs) So, wait, you know... Like George Lucas in the prequels, there's no one saying no to him. (laughs) Yeah, right. So, you you know the last game that I did, which was a prequel to, like, the first game that I did... Well, check this out. So what if we gave that guy a mustache and all of a sudden he was really old and, and, uh, yeah. Okay. Great. Mr. Kojima. <laughs> Fantastic. It is. I like the uh, accent that you gave Kojima here. <laughs> I'm just excited to see when the uh, death stranding lore crosses over with penguin adventure, another Hideo Kojima product. Uh, it, uh, was a very interesting, uh, it has been a very interesting experience. I haven't decided if I'm tired of it yet. Um, Which is remarkable because you've played it for how many hours? Uh, six or seven. So more than 15 minutes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> are, are uh, should, should we weirdly, <laughs> a game that I bought at the same time as Death Stranding uh, was uh, Control. Which is honestly one of the best games I think I've ever played. I've heard a lot of good things. Is that about the one I really want to play? The crazy gun. What, what, what was this game? Uh, uh, it's uh, you are looking for information about what happened to your brother. You go into the Federal Bureau of Control, uh, and the like. There's a lot of uh, spatial shifting of you know your environment and stuff like that. Mm. It's, it's mm-hmm. super Control interesting. Renew. Super super interesting. Um, and there are these, uh, objects of power and you become the new director of the federal bureau of control merely by picking up the service revolver that was held by the previous director, uh, that he used to kill himself. It was an object of power. Mm. And so you become the chosen one by going through this, you pick up the gun And you go through this trial on the astral plane and you have to choose to be the chosen one. You pick, you know, the gun up on the astral plane and you become the new director of the Federal Bureau of Control. Rad. And it it is a very cool fucking game. Very, very cool. 
the uh, lore that they've created with it. It's very, you know, FBI, you know, supernaturally kind of like really neat uh, environment. And uh, they really fuck with you a lot. And it's just a lot of fun. Uh, so I'm dying to get back into that, but I wanted to give a lot more time to Death Stranding yeah. to see if mm-hmm. it became it was a worth game. The hype. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hour seven of uh-huh. the of the look. I was able to control him for a moment. <laughs> Hideo Kojima doesn't make games; he makes experiences. Yeah. Okay. Listen, man. PT was really trying to say some stuff. Okay. He's evolved past the constraints of game. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I have transcended the he, media. He did mention that he wants to make movies, and like, honestly, I, I mean, feel like make a movie. Norman Reedus uh-huh. is in it. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro uh-huh. is in it. Mads Mik- uh, Mikkelsen is in it. Someone just fucking just do it. Just take one for the team, and like, <laughs> invite him on set to uh-huh. like direct a movie. <laughs> And make sure that, that all of the copies that he gets say that he directed the film. Though, <laughs> it sounds like you're going to unplug his controller and let... <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just going to plug it into the second port. <laughs> I, I don't think you could ever ever make him fall for something like that. Yeah. Um, his, his desire for creative control is too powerful. I mean, he does know that I like Castlevania. <laughs> so, <up>. um... <laughs> I would love to see like an actual, you know, game with Mads Mikkelsen in it. Mm. Um, because fuck, man, he is an emotive, uh, fairly uh, uncomfortable human being. Yes, he's a mm. creepy mother. And I think it would be incredible to have a, a proper game made with him in it. I mean, he was by far he is Hannibal to me. Um, fucking Anthony Hopkins did fine. Uh, did Brian fine. Cox did fine. Uh, did you just say Anthony Hopkins? Sir did Anthony fine Hopkins did fine. He did fine. Okay, continue. Comparing <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen's Hannibal in in the series Hannibal to Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins was too over the top. Hannibal is this incredibly put together uh murderer so it, like a true sociopath and a ridiculously intelligent true sociopath and mads mickelson embodies that i do well, agree. i ain't getting on no plane hannibal i know that was a really terrible <laughs> terrible one i'm surprised you didn't go with a with a the Hannibal, the general Hannibal joke there. Uh, well, you know, I I try to plan the these out because I love it when a plan comes together. But uh, don't don't try to box me in. <laughs> I was ready for it. I was like, I, I am I the biggest A Team fan here? <laughs> we should all just wait for the comedy reboot of Hannibal with Hannibal Burris as the starring <laughs> character. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> But Cannibal Burris is is the hero that we need by being the one who brought up the Cosby stuff and brought Mm -hmm. it to most people's attention. Yeah, Yeah, and that's not whack. But also, he's hilarious. Yes, he is also hilarious. (laughs) He's very funny. Uh, Uh, Speaking of things that aren't funny, uh, I know the May, uh, Nintendo, and... and, and Yeah. And when I first read that... Is is it May or my? Me? (laughs) Me, May, my, mo. (laughs) Me, May, my, Uh, mo. Me, (laughs) mow. Meemaw. Fucking Meemaw. Um, 
I think it because it, it's M A I, right? M E I? M A I. Oh, M A I. Yeah, it's M A I. Pretty sure it's my. Oh, like Mai Tai. So sure. then it's Mai. Mai Tai? <laughs> Apparently, she's, she's a little too booby for uh, Nintendo. This is a game for everyone. Quote. <laughs> Certainly, it has nothing to do with the fact that that character has been used uh, as a uh, in, as kind of a symbol of protest in Hong Kong, but you know, it's uh, it's because of the boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Pay no attention to Bayonetta. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing that makes no sense about yeah. that argument. Yeah. Well, so- they put Bayonetta, who uses. Her hair that's <laughs> encasing her body as a weapon. Like, to I look, fight if you angels. attack hard enough, you're just naked. Yes. Yeah. I saw some strange stuff when people were talking about how the uh, the decency laws are used to uh, make the assessment of those ratings. And one of the big tests, apparently, is if you flip this character upside down, will we see their underwear? Really? And that's one of what's one of the other big things like that's something that they get judged on, whether or not the character is, quote unquote, decent. Huh. And because of the way that character stressed, she doesn't meet that qualification. So I don't I don't even think it's the boobs. I think it's other things that because like it's just very strange decency laws. Really? Yes, like Hong like, Kong. The, the, the way they're at the way they're assessing it is kind of stupid hmm. because, you know, decency laws are fucking dumb. Yeah, I'm going to keep saying the word Hong Kong because I wasn't here that episode. You guys got banned from China. (laughs) And I need to make sure that I am also banned from China. Um, Yeah, it's the decency law thing is so dumb because like, are are they are they doing that or putting that same kind of scrutiny on male characters in weird outfits? Or is it just Mm. is it just the the only female chests are bad? Like those are the only evil Listen, man, or everyone and likes only boobs. female underwear and under, female underwear. Yeah. Why can't they wear comical boxer shorts like Mario does? Mario has been seen in his underwear. Yeah. Yeah, man. Without I a don't shirt know. On. Without a shirt on. I already said mm-hmm. decency laws are stupid. I'm not defending them. Free the pixel. <laughs> <laughs> but also, and we briefly talked about this, you know, Whatever about the decency laws, and I get that she's one of the iconic characters of the franchise, but there's just so many better choices yeah. for characters from that series, like more interesting choices. Yeah. Evil Iori, give me Evil Iori, please, for the love of fuck. Jolk was actually one that I was going to be bringing up as oh, well yeah. on Smash. Like he's got his alternate alternate costume, where he's literally just in like a freaking banana hammock. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> if you flip Rosalina upside down, you see Mario Galaxy three. <laughs> uh, I kind of want a Mario Galaxy three. I definitely want a Mario Galaxy Galaxy. 3. It'll come in ten years when we're not expecting it. Yeah, right. So, uh, you being a, a filmmaker, uh, do you uh, what? What's your thought on games? Are you also a gamer, or is it? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, 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 um, I, <laughs> video games are dumb. Why am I here? Right. <laughs> <laughs> just Is this podcast almost over? I was told that it was. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought I, we were to talk about film. I, um, yeah, I, I mainly like, um, uh, like first person RPGs, like Fallout and, okay. and, um, uh, like Outer Realms, although I haven't played that yet. Um, uh, but, um, yeah, I, I got boxed into an Xbox from halo and and now just it's like there's some people who own both and i've just ended up with an with an xbox in terms Mm. of of that direction um 
and uh yeah i i the last last couple of games I played, I think, were No Man's Sky and Sekiro. Oh, yeah. Um, no Man's Sky. Yeah. No Man's but, Sky. Yeah, I, it, I, no this Man's Sky. probably going to be the I, only person I, that, that you encounter <laughs> who is going to smile and right. rejoice at the mention of the name yeah. No Man's Sky. I'm not so. N- Norman Sky. There is another. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there yeah, are these two, two people playing I, this uh, game. He said there was no multiplayer. <laughs> no Man's Sky. And then Tyler grabs his copy of, of, of uh, No Man's Sky and it just like does, like that broom at the end of that terrible, terrible movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah, I'm definitely a gamer, but I've yes. also got huge blind spots like the, the, the PlayStation only stuff, mm-hmm. the Nintendo stuff a lot, except for the old school Nintendo stuff. Sure. Um, and, and then lately I've been playing, do you guys remember from like, um, like 10 years ago, the, the, the online game city of heroes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, it's, so, so fans fun. brought it back. There's, really? there's like a there's like a server a free-to-play server that is fan hosted that's and crazy. hasn't been brought down yet that. and yeah, i've been just addicted <laughs> the to ben that falls <laughs> yeah I, I went to like you know like 10 years ago i just went down a wormhole with that and and i've just fallen right back my uh ex-wife was a heavy role player in uh city of heroes like had a a full rp guild mm. That kind of stuff. Did and she? Did she I play never, a citizen? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the citizen only build. <laughs> yeah. uh, I never uh, really got super into it. I, I played yeah. uh, a bit of City of Heroes and City of Villains, but it was never like a, a super big uh, thing that drew me in. That was one of the few MMOs that I fairly enjoyed. Like I'd never been an MMO guy. Yeah, me neither. But that one, I I, I definitely enjoyed. <laughs> the, just the the way that that so it's it's no it, it's known by having this huge robust costume creation mm-hmm. system, and so well, you can really just create like any virtually anything as that long you as want to do. As long as you're not violating yeah, everyone like, is Iron yeah. Man. <laughs> right. No, I'm Iron Man. Look at my beard. It, it, it's 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 uh, Incredible Hulks and Deadpool's right now. So. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know what? How it's no Joker. Any Joker's DC. <laughs> you know, it's, it's actually so many Doctor Stranges more than like any any really? else. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, PC PC gamers, comics that no one reads. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I played like evil version of Iron Man, otherwise known as Crody Dark. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Manger. <laughs> um, oh, uh, speaking of Halo, though, wasn't uh, I think I read somewhere that they're resuming shooting on the Halo show that's coming out? Oh, is mm. that so? Mm-hmm. Who's speaking? I, 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 I hope it follows the books, not the games. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the, the the Halo books were, I think, the only video game books that I read. I read the Doom books. Oh, uh, I didn't know those existed. Yeah. There's some Doom books that I read in the 90s. Were they bad? Uh, Actually, I enjoyed them, but it was the 90s. (laughs) Sick. (laughs) Dude, this character in this book says fuck like 10 times. (laughs) Um, The, uh, uh, I don't know how, like, I never got into Halo. So, I don't know if there's, I mean, Xbox... You know, people seem to be enraptured by the, the Halo story. I, I loved the Halo story when I was mm-hmm. when, yeah, when like I was the a kid. first three. Yeah, yeah, the first three. It, it was cool. Um, you know, most people that like most people that didn't really get into the games 
uh, knew it more as a multiplayer juggernaut that was just the staple of all birthday parties and sleepovers. <laughs> and land parties, brother. Land parties, exactly. Yeah. And But the story itself was really cool. Yeah. Uh, I actually enjoyed playing this, the, the campaign because I didn't even want to play with. Yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> so like, we could have played together. Yeah, well, <laughs> another time. Yeah, another I, I, just, I would just get trounced by 10-year-olds. And so, <laughs> yeah. so it was always... Welcome oh, to the I, internet, I, yeah, kid. Exactly. My, my, uh, bro- my brother was always better, uh, better at it than I was. And he's younger. Uh, I, I, Do you I, I just re- respond on message board? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Is At that, least I have a mortgage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get wrecked. Oh. I'm gonna buy your house and demolish it. Right? <laughs> You're gonna have I to make rent more money than your parents. <laughs> You're gonna have to rent for rent in an area with low with low network speeds. <laughs> nice kill, Timmy. One day maybe I might come back from getting cigarettes. <laughs> Dad. Oh, you're gonna you're, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna cheat like that? Well, that's fine. I'm just gonna change all the policies, you know, in government. <laughs> Fuck you over. Well, yeah, I I got into the Gears of War story uh, a bit. That I think that was you know pretty engaging. But I've just never been a Halo dude. Honestly, like beyond the scope of personal nostalgia and uh, and all that that entails, um, I feel like the story for Halo isn't anything super special. I was hoping Didn't we already get it in Elysium. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I, I feel like though that I would have rather just seen it as a movie or a couple of movies, you know, like just do the first game or whatever. Um, maybe they'll do a gears of war thing. That would I'm be waiting. Cool. I am waiting for, and I feel like it's coming because we got the Witcher coming out. That's coming um, out soon. That which is, like, is actually looking really good. The most recent trailer makes it look great. I still only feel slightly bad about making fun of Henry Cavill and his... <laughs> only uh-huh. slightly. His Damn little, it, I wanted to hate him. <laughs> so did I. Yeah. I'm I still Superman. totally cool with now hating him for guy. not knowing, for feeling threatened at uh-huh. the prospect of hitting on women. Uh-huh. I, I, I feel perfectly fine with hating him for missing the nuances of, of human behavior. Yeah. Well, it's because he's actually a robot. He's a droid program. He's to from act. Krypton. <laughs> On Krypton, we do not have Tinder. But uh, the show looks great. Yeah, the show looks comes out outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. apparently it is. And I think wait, we've probably wait. covered it in the past. Uh, it is based on the books, not the game. Mm-hmm. It is coming. Uh, I've read a few of the books and they're pretty good, um, but it's coming out on December 20th. Yep. Isn't that the same day that Star Wars is coming out? I don't know. I feel like I feel like anyone that tries to put anything out with Star Wars on a day that Star Wars comes out. Yeah, that is the exact same day. Wow. Well, they're doomed. That's not smart. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily. I guess it's so their first week on a streaming service is going to hurt. Ooch. Yeah, yeah like, that's a good point. Also, I mean, I don't I don't know how The Witcher is being marketed to other um regions as well mm. like places that don't necessarily care as much about star wars like most other yeah. places what are they thinking yeah i mean you know i'm sure it, like it's, it's it's on a streaming service they've already got your money so they don't yeah. like they're gonna see you know viewer spikes i guess mm-hmm. but it's not a money game they almost get more time with streaming it's it's, it's this is something that i've I listened to a lot in terms of podcasts about how the industry is changing you know, how about the internet has changed all forms of entertainment so dramatically. Oh, yeah. But but just like, you know, how much they they get this word of mouth thing more with the streaming services because they don't blitz 
them with all this advertising. Mm. They don't go for like the movies, which you need this huge spike for opening because the tail of a movie is a lot shorter yeah. now. But you you get some discovery because they're going to keep it on their platform if it's their A product. They're going to keep it yeah. on the front page for forever. I think Stranger Things is probably a good example of that because when that first came out, I was hyped. You were probably hyped. Right? I was hyped. Yeah. Oh yeah. You don't care. Jasmine I didn't was, know I was, I was hyped yeah. and started watching it without me. And uh, then she was like, she messages me. I'm at work. She's like, oh, you have to watch this this new show, Stranger Things. I'm like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I've been waiting for it. But as far as the the main, as far as the mainstream buzz is concerned, (laughs) uh, I I feel like I feel like it took a little a little bit, just a little bit of time for Stranger Things to be like Mm -hmm. for like my parents to be like, oh, yeah, Stranger Things, you know, And, and like it's, you know. And and I feel like if that if that's the case with The Witcher, then we're still gonna get The Witcher. Yeah, and like we're still gonna get a probably okay Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Those people, and, and never mind that those people are gonna you know go out and watch Star Wars, and they're what are they gonna do when they come home? They're gonna open Netflix or when they're standing in line. You know, like mm-hmm. when when you're lying in in bed when you get home, you know, or whatever, you're gonna fucking turn on Netflix and you're gonna see what what's there. Mm-hmm. Like at least that's the way. I, I I've got all the streaming services, so I when I'm looking for something to do, I just kind of fire up one of them. Yeah, don't see anything on. interesting, fire up the next one. Mm-hmm. Don't see anything inter- interesting, yep. fire up the next one. Yeah, and, yeah and, whatever. And that word of mouth uh, deal, uh, as far as like, uh, I have been watching a lot more TV lately in the last like two months or so. Me too. Partially because of you guys, partially because of uh, a couple of coworkers of mine that were just like, "Oh, have you seen this thing? It's crazy!" And I'm like. Yeah, I, I saw that it came out. Like, it's actually good. I'll check it out. And, you know, so there's that delay, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I do like that change, though. It feels kind of nice. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm not necessarily missing out on something. Yeah, also right. because there's so much stuff you know that you can't see everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's almost kind of like that That fear of missing out is subsided a little bit just because there's so much stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I feel it's, like subsided is not the right word. It just became so overwhelming <laughs> that it just faded into the background. Debuffed well, by 10%. There, there, for me, anyway, I feel like there's only one or two things that I can actively keep up with. And so when a whole bunch of them hit at once, mm-hmm. I, I'm thankful that I have a streaming service. So like once I catch up on one, I can maybe go and, and visit uh, another. But like right now... Uh, his Dark Materials, mm-hmm. uh, Watchmen, mm-hmm. Silicon Valley. Uh, like, there's a handful of things that are all coming out right now. And uh, I just kind of choose what's priority. Like, I've fallen back on Watchmen. I'm okay with that. I'll catch up eventually. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because streaming services. Yeah. yeah. yeah I yeah. caught up. I caught up with Watchmen. Episode three is definitely where it starts all kind of clicking together a little yeah. bit like okay. those first two episodes definitely are just you know this, i was super off balance the entire uh-huh. i mean we talked about it that first episode is good after about 100 hours you know that's when yeah. it really kicks in <laughs> yeah <laughs> the death um, stranding of tv shows yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, more yeah, the, it would be more of a game than a show then right <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's Bandersnatch. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we have gotten to the end of the podcast. Our very first live Say broadcast so podcast. Uh, we haven't, haven't messed... Uh, 
we haven't mentioned it uh, so far, but we are broadcasting this episode live and we will be uh, broadcasting these episodes live from now on uh, every Sunday at 3.30 Mountain Time uh, is when we will uh, start streaming and you'll get a little bit of pre-show, get a little bit of post-show. And uh, so, yeah, check us out on YouTube. Uh, if you're watching this, then you're probably already on our YouTube page, uh, youtube.com slash topless robot, D-O-T-C-O-M. And on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash topless robot, which was a battle to get. Um, and uh, tune in uh, every Sunday at yeah. uh, three thirty Mountain Time. And our, our our chat our chat today has been going nuts, and we didn't really. Do, yeah, uh, we've do got the chat up. Uh, we have we, we have twos really... of people going. <laughs> uh, we haven't really decided uh, whether to acknowledge chat uh, throughout the stream or not. Uh, so I don't know. We'll, we're just kind of feeling it out. Yeah. I say we and ignore Brent just to make him mad. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> let, let's not. He looks like that. he's having fun on his own. Death Strander snap. And uh, so uh, Nathan, where can uh, everyone find you? Um, so you can check out my podcast uh, that I do with Chrissy Lenz, uh, the most excellent eighties movie podcast on just Google it. I'm sure. <laughs> most excellent 80s movie pod.com um and then if you wanted to check out my web series voyage trekkers we're on youtube and the interwebs and and various stuff like that cool radical cool uh thanks for and, having me on guys yeah, yeah thanks, hey, for, thanks for being yeah. here and uh on that note thank you everyone for watching and or listening we'll see you in the next one again. Hey, business owner. Did you know that over 4.2 billion people are active on social media now? That means if you want to connect with your customers and find new ones, you need social. Hootsuite is the must-have tool for managing and growing your business on social. You can schedule content, publish posts, and track your success all in one place. Millions of businesses around the world are already using Hootsuite. Now it's your turn. Go to Hootsuite.com slash 30 free to start your free trial and get 50% off your first year. That's H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash 30 free for a free 30-day trial and 50% off your first year.